Welcome in today. We're talking about how to use the advantage of our faith and our filling of the Spirit to be able to walk out our work as a passion, as a calling in the secular marketplace without compromising our faith. Stay tuned. Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field, and your business as an act of worship. full of faith in the marketplace without compromising our faith, without compromising those values. That's what we're going to dive into today. This is actually a recording from a video class that I taught not too long ago. And so if the audio sounds a little funny, that's where it's coming from. But I wanted you to be able to hear this because it's so, so important and such a great topic. There are show notes. There are links to the scriptures mentioned uh, in today's show notes. So be sure that you check those out. And of course, as always, share this with a friend. Our top three core values for our business are truth, legacy, and community. And truth being that we always want to take everything that we do in our business back to the word of God. So what does God say? Have you asked God about that? What is the truth from God's word about whatever situation you're facing? Because if he's given us everything we need for life and godliness, then there is a truth around whatever situation I'm in because he wants me to live in godliness. And so we take everything back to the truth. Who is your God? And based on that, what is your next right step in this situation? That's super, super important to us. And the reason that it's so important is that early on in our transition from full-time ministry to full-time business, we had to figure out what we believed. Here we were, late 20s, early 30s, and we were going by what we'd been taught, not by what we knew from God's word. And there was a really messy time in there where we were floundering. We were like that flamingo floaty out on the open water, just getting tossed back and forth with what did they say? And what are the, what are they going to say? And all of those fearful thoughts around the fear of man, fear is not of God. Perfect love casts out fear. But we were walking in that fear of what are they going to say? What are they going to do? Who's going to criticize now? What if this doesn't work? All of those fears were coming up. We had to dive into scripture to know what God said about the decisions that we were making and about who he was leading us into those decisions. I want to talk about making an impact in our secular marketplace without compromising our values and our beliefs. How can I, as a Christian, as a believer, make an impact in this world without compromising that? Because it feels like there's pressure from every side. You got to be politically correct. Don't offend anyone. All this stuff that we have to be so careful about how we language it. And yes, we do. We don't want to offend or bring offense to our God and the gospel, but neither should we walk in fear because the God who knows all and controls all and is not surprised is the one who called you to this business and put you right here in this time, for this time. I think of the scripture in Esther. You know, Esther is an entire book of the Bible that never mentioned God one time. There's never a mention 
of God's name in that book. And yet the entire book is about God working. You have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. You have been placed where you are placed in this generation, in this time in history, because God has a work for you to do. And I believe there is a way to do it that glorifies him. First Corinthians 1031, whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all for the glory of God. And that whatsoever includes business. And so if we're to do all to the glory of God, including our business, how do we do business in the world without compromising those values? As I was thinking about this, the first initial thing that came into my head was you're in the world, but not of the world. And can I tell you, I spent 20 minutes trying to research where that phrase is in scripture and I didn't find it. Here's another phrase that we have appropriated in our Christianity in the world, but not of the world. You won't find that exact phrase in scripture. At least the search engines that I was looking up, Bible Gateway and others could not find that in the Bible anywhere. I even did like a Google search, what verse says this. But let me tell you what scripture does say. Romans 12, one and two says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, proving what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God not conformed to this world, transformed by the renewing of our mind. What does that mean exactly? Well, I took a brain science coaching class last year and the actual brain science behind change, I learned some really interesting things like physiologically and physically about the brain. When you have a thought, it actually creates physical connections in your brain. Like there's physical sparks that go off and actual neuron connections that are formed based on you thinking that thought. All right. And you're like, well, I thought the brain thought the thoughts. No, your soul thinks the thoughts, the real you inside, the you that is you for eternity thinks, chooses what thoughts to think. And when you choose what thoughts to think, your brain reinforces it with those connections. And the more that you choose to think the right thoughts, the more the good connections form. And the more that you choose to think negative thoughts, the more negative connections form. So when scripture says, renew your mind, he's talking about choosing to think on the good things. We have that Philippians 4 verse that talks about whatsoever things are true and just and lovely and of good report. Think on these things. That process, that practice of thinking on those right things renews our mind to God's truth rather than the fears and the worries and the negativity. The other thing I learned in that brain class is that every morning that you wake up, if your brain has had six to eight hours of good rest, every morning is actually creating brand new connections in your brain. Every morning after regenerative rest, it's continuing to create new connections in the brain, no matter how old you are. And so when he says God's mercies are new every morning, guess what that mercy is? It's the chance to choose how I'm going to think and reinforce those thoughts in my head today. His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The same God who was creating new new connections in the brain in Moses's day is the same God who allows me to create new connections in my brain to this morning. It's all in how I choose to think those thoughts. And so not conforming to the world's thoughts, but conforming to the thoughts of truth of God's word. So instead of going off of what I've always been taught, I'm going off of what God's word says. I can't do that if I'm not in the word, by the way. You've got to read it to know what it says. So reinforcing that or having a Bible on audio or listening to to sound preaching and going back to study those scriptures out for yourself, all of that reinforces that. 
And this is how I make an impact in my secular marketplace without compromising my values is that I internalize the truth that those values are based on so that everything that I act out then comes from the beliefs and the thoughts that are based on truth. Because my beliefs affect my thoughts and my thoughts affect my actions and my words. So we are in the world, but not partakers of the evil. John 17 verses 14 through 15. This scripture talks about being in the world, but not partakers of evil. And Jesus actually prayed for the disciples and said, I asked not that you would take them out of the world, but that you would protect them from the evil one. And so we are in the world on purpose. He could have asked God to take us out of the world, but he didn't. There's a reason that we're here. Not that you take them out of the world, but that you would protect them from the evil one. Being in the world, but claiming that protection of God. Lord, protect my mind. Lord, protect my decisions. Protect my connections. Protect the people that work with me. Protect the people that I'm ministering to through my business so that we can continue to do what pleases you. And so if we're going to make an impact, we have to claim that protection. We have to know the truth, rehearse the truth to ourselves, renew our mind around the truth. We also have to think about that. What does it mean to not partake of the evil? Well, pretty much all of us can recognize evil. There's some places where it's kind of like, "Eh, I don't know, they're twisting a little bit of truth in there. Is it really true or is it evil, right? But things like not being spammy with your marketing. Here again, bringing in the marketing. How do you stand out and be different? Don't be spammy. The world's got enough of the spam out there. I just had an experience this week where somebody friended me on Facebook. I love what you're doing. I hope that you know we can have a, a conversation. I'd love to talk to you. She spammed my post on my personal profile three times. With, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. So I friended her, said, hey, how can I help you? She's like, oh, are you happy with your business right now? I was like, yes, I am. Could you use more clients? I was like, I can always use more clients. Are you looking for a coach? No, but I've got this really awesome thing where I can help you get 15 clients in the next three days. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not really interested. And she came back like three times trying to convince me about why I needed to buy her thing. And she ended with, it's a free consultation and it would be really worth your time. Trust me. And I was like, okay, nothing you have said in this conversation makes me want to like you or trust you because I'm feeling really disrespected right now that you're not taking me at my word that, you know, I'm not interested. I don't have time for this, you know? And so that is not the way to win friends and influence people. Those are worldly strategies. Be pushy, do it again, right? But that's not a godly strategy. I did not feel cared for. I did. There was no love in any of those messages. And so how do I not conform to the world is I don't adopt those strategies that obviously go against the standards of power and love and sound mind. What about caring for real? That makes me stand out and be different. What about caring for them in their next best step, whether or not that means they buy my thing today? Like my goal of every sales conversation is to get the person I'm talking with to their next best step. And sometimes that's joining my program or my mastermind. And sometimes that's sending them to another resource or telling them, you know, I really don't think you're ready for this. What's the best thing for them in this conversation? Because my God pays my bills. I don't have to worry about them paying me. I don't have to be anxious or I don't have to be needy about getting payment today because my God pays my bills. And if they're the right person for me, they're going to be the right person for me when it's the right time for them. And so not partaking of evil means not misusing our people, not pushing our people, but looking for the next best step for them. It also means keeping our word. It means not being clickbaity. 
right? Like click through and see the one thing that's going to change your life forever. Well, is it really going to change your life forever? Do you absolutely know it can change your life forever? Then maybe there's a different way we should be saying it. Keep your word, be truthful. If you promise something, deliver it. Give great customer care. We have our book funnel where we're selling our our Flamingo Advantage books, right? And oftentimes we'll get an email after somebody's placed an order that says, I ordered this book a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't seen it yet. Well, you know what the real question is? Like, when is the book going to arrive to my house? When can I start reading this book? It's not, did it get shipped? It's not, has it been lost? The real question is, when is the book going to reach me? And by being able to say, you know what? We've got tracking on that. And it looks like it's going to get to your house by midnight on Tuesday. That's going above and beyond. Not just saying, yes, we got your order and it shipped out to you. Go above and beyond in your customer care. Sometimes it means people who order our book get an entire care package with their book, not just the book that they ordered. They get a fun pen, they get a sticker, they get a a notepad. In addition to it's those little surprises that make us go above and beyond and make us stand out. Like, oh my goodness, this is different. I've never had a company do this before, right? I just thought I ordered a book. What could you do to stand out and be different in terms of not being like the rest of the secular world? This is how we can do that without compromising our values. Now, the second thing that I realized, so in the world, but not partakers of evil, the second thing is from Isaiah chapter 49, where God says that you will be a light to the Gentiles. How do we make an impact without compromising our values? We show them Jesus because Jesus didn't compromise. Jesus did not partake in the sin around him, but he was a light in those sinful places. We can stand up and be a light. We can shine Jesus Some of us don't have to say anything, just our presence as we walk into a room, the peace that we have, the joy that we show, the care for other people lets them see Jesus. They may not know it's him. They may not know what name to put with it, but they will see it and it will make them curious. I've had time after time where I've walked into secular conferences or business rooms and someone will say, I just love the way your face lights up every time I see you. There's just something about you that makes me feel so peaceful when you speak. What is this presence I feel every time I pass you in the hallway? That's Jesus. And we can be a light for him without ever having to say anything specific, without having to wear t-shirts with Bible verses on them, without having to say, God bless you at the end of every sentence. We can be a light for him as we are. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. Some of you have heard about the very first business coach I ever hired. We were a couple of years into our business. We'd hit a plateau. The only business coach I knew at the time, I called up and I was like, look, I think I need some help. I'm stuck. I don't feel like we're growing. I don't know what my next step is. And I'd love to have some time with you. Can I hire you for an hour to just talk through this and help me see from the outside, maybe what I'm not seeing? He's like, sure, I can do that. I was like, okay, so what's the investment? And he quoted me like 50 bucks or something back, you know, 10, 12 years ago. That was a lot. And I I laughed. <laughs> I was like, okay, tell me what your real rate is. He's like, no, that's my rate. I was like, oh, you know, big gulp. And I was like, well, give me a couple of weeks to pull it together and and I'll come back. He's like, okay, sounds good. So we scrimped and saved and worked. And in another couple of weeks, we had our $50 together. And I called him back. I was like, okay, I can pay you now. And we had our call. I don't remember what we talked about. I do remember that it moved us forward and it did get us over that slump in business. But I just ran into this man a few weeks ago. Again, it's the first time we've seen each other since that call in person. And he's been following our journey. And three years ago, he gave his life to the Lord. 
So God used him in our life and then turned around and used us in his because he's been following what God is doing in our life. He said, three years ago, I got saved. He's like, and then, you know, COVID hit. We had to stop going to church. He's like, but I'm reading my Bible through from front to back. He's like, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. <laughs> yes, there is, you know, and, and it was a testimony to him to see how God had grown our business. And so you never know how you treat people is going to impact them. I don't know that that conversation that day had any real effect on his getting saved years later, but I do know that it was an interaction with a Christian that somehow made an impact because he stayed connected and it was important for him to tell us that when we had a chance to meet again. So you will be a light to the Gentiles. Isaiah chapter 49 talks about giving you what you need to be able to set the prisoners free. Your testimony impacts other people even when it has nothing to do with actually sharing the gospel word for word, just walking it out is showing them Jesus. Thank you so much for listening today. We're going to stop there and pick up again with part two in another episode. I hope you'll tune back around for that. If this has blessed you, leave us a comment and let us know. We love hearing from you. We love encouraging you to be all that God created you to be in the marketplace where he has put you because your message matters. We'll see you in the next episode. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.